From the Dice Abide Live studios, it's Late Night War Games with your hosts, Adam and John. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Uh, and hello, everyone. I'm Adam. You know me as the Dice Abide. And I'm John, also known as Wise Kensai. And tonight, just us. Just us. Just, just us. us. Starting the new year. Just the, the original. <laughs> Late Night War Games. <laughs> original. Late. There you go. Uh, what are you having tonight, John? Uh, I am having a Negroni. Ooh. Uh, I went to a restaurant called Negroni while I was uh, visiting my parents, and it was lovely. And uh, I had a bunch of different ones, and one with mezcal, another one like it was a Negroni sour. Lots of really good stuff, but I'm on a kind of Negroni kick. That's kind of funny, because I've been enjoying Negronis, too, over at uh, my buddy's restaurant. So. There you go. <laughs> um... Well, tonight I am I am not having a gurney. Uh, I am didn't get the memo. Yep, yeah, having a a cheap beer, enjoying a Montucky with a uh, nice expensive scotch. I got a bottle of uh, Glen, as a Glen Levitt fifteen. Very nice. So, cheers. Cheers. Confi. Mm, oh my gosh! New Year. New show, not new show. Same show. New Same show. Exactly. <laughs> Take it away with the news, John. All right. So, um, new year means new quarter, which means new Bromid Academy missions. So, first up this quarter, uh, I wanted to do something super easy to do and fun and exciting. Um, a lot of the Bromid Academy challenges can be a little little cerebral. Um, this is literally just picks or it didn't happen. Um, one thing I've noticed is that there are some people that just like don't like writing battle reports and don't want to like long form something, but mm -hmm. pretty much all of us have done this. I would say at one point in our infinity career, which is like something absolutely insane happens, right? Like a, I don't know, um, a line Kazakh beating a Shikami in close combat, right? Like stuff like that. And then of course you whip out your phone. You're like, check this out. And then you send it to your local discord. Um, I, that's sure. it. That's the prompt, right? Something crazy happens, send it in with a picture, or it didn't happen. And unlike other previous Broman Academies, uh, I will be judging along with the distinguished panel of judges and the best story uh, and possibly best picture win. That's it. Right? I was going to say, we should rate the, the photo based on composition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, there's not enough vanishing lines in this photo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the prompt. Uh -huh. I think I think it'll be fun and a, a sort of a relaxed way to start the new year. Uh, no, nothing crazy, just have a good time and then take some pictures. All right. Speaking of pictures, um, this quarter's painting contest is choose your weapon, and basically it's convert an infinity model to have some other super sick uh, close combat weapon and send it in. That's I just it. like that I did half of the weapon swaps in this photo. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, because I did the. Uh, well, I did the. Um, you did. Uh, the I Kataran. suppose that's true. Yeah, you did the Cataran. You did. Uh, you made the weapon for, for my um, beast hunter, and yeah. then you did the Diokai one. But I did all the other three. Too funny. Yeah, I really I mean, like you know, that Cataran. Just like swinging the uh, the sniper <laughs> rifle like a club. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and with the new Cataran sculpt, I'll have four Catarans for Max Avia. No, unacceptable. I don't. 
I don't want to do that. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the table, and you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Although it's kind of inefficient because you usually want to put three with Wallace so you can coordinate, sure. right? But fourth I think word redundancy. Huh? Fourth word redundancy. Yeah, yeah. I was that's exactly what I was gonna say, right? Like you <laughs> you have an extra in case one goes down. So, I mean, you know, one of them might die. It happens. You, you can leave in camouflage. You could leave it in camouflage. Yes, what? It it could be a Scott's Garden missile launcher. You don't know. There you go. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Uh, we'll be judging primarily on the paint job, but of course, if there's a super sweet conversion, that will get factored in by the judges as well. Um, all right, that's it for the Brobin Academy stuff. Uh, now straight up to the Christmas um, studio update from Corvus, right? So yeah. we have the the Hawk um, Melek Reaction Force, right? So this is um, you know new new stuff that we haven't seen for and some updates to old stuff. This is their reinforcements, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So the Alhawa uh, <coughs> redesign, I guess. Um, this is pretty nice. Uh, they they kept the crazy hair, right? Yeah, I like that. The, the whole yeah. design for this is really rad. Yeah, it's it's really um, true to the Hawk design aesthetic. I like the <laughs> Digicam in this dossier. It looks nice. Um, Nice departure from stuff we've seen before. Sure. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, and great, great profiles as well. And here's the uh, here's the hacker profile, which is a really fun one. It's a aha hacker is fantastic. Yeah, very, very good midfield specialist. Although, don't sleep on the sniper rifle version either. Oh, and the old sniper rifle sculpt is so good. Yeah, and then Eric covered it up. He used the sniper rifle as an armature to make a big rock. Oh, that's right. I remember. It's like hand on a rock. Yeah, it's like I'm holding this this rock. It's like, why? Because <laughs> I didn't like it. I was like, well, then do something better. <laughs> Come on, Eric. Ugh. Anyway, and the nice thing is that they they did keep the equipment the same between the hacker and the killer hacker. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't do the weird thing where like sometimes the killer yeah. has a something. Yeah. So it's nice that it can represent both. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Then we have the Burkut. Um, Aero Naval Engineering Regiment, right? And so that's a a fun new profile as well. I actually haven't really looked at it in too much detail because I didn't I didn't really go through all the hawk stuff. Um, yeah, let's pull the the Burkut. Um, why can't I find it? It's in reinforcements, yes, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. So no, right, let's not look. Let's not pull it up. It's not in there. We, we don't want to do it. It's because it starts with reinforce R E I N F and yep. then Burkut. Ugh, took forever, but this is a rad profile. So it's a shock immune NWI model mm -hmm. with armor three and BTS six. So it's a it's a heavy infantry for all intents and purposes, except for oh it is oh it, it is, is straight up heavy infantry. Yeah, yeah. never and mind. You, and you can't isolate it because it's uh, oh sorry, I, I read that wrong. Yeah, you you totally can, but it does have immunity. You can't set it on fire though. It has immunity to continuous damage. That's cute. Um. Yeah, which is like yeah. what is it, the patchers that have that in Ariadna? Yeah. So it's a heavy, yeah, twenty-seven point heavy infantry. I like that submachine gun, Emirat plus one burst, AP minus D charge profile. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of yeah. You, lot of, you, you took one profile. when we were playing, um, because that's in yeah. QK, right? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. To QK. <laughs> yeah, you took it on our last game. I think we played. You were you were sort of like, come on over here, Salamandra. There's nothing scary over here. Right. <laughs> it's like double Emirat. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this box in my QK for sure. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, what else we got going on? Oh, there's the there's the sculpt. That's the heavy flamethrower version. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure you can convert it up. It'll look nice. We have new halves of design, which I'm a big fan of. Halves are hard to come by now, so this will be good for right. getting into. Uh, and it's a, this is a little bit more like in line with modern halves of design instead of just having like the 70s sci-fi dome helmet. I mean, yeah, that's true. I there I, I have all the old halves of sculpts and I, I really like them, but there isn't one with a HRL though, which is my favorite one sure. to surprise people with, especially in like a Jan Jamazan link. They're like, you can't see me with your Jamazan sniper. Because I put down white noise, I'm just going to wander around my whole link in front of you. I'm like, oh, I guess I can't see. I can't do anything. And then, <laughs> when they're all in the yeah. open, kablam! And they're set. Yeah, that's what you had. It's a cool design. Then, what did the sculpt have? Were we getting the Spitfire version? Or just the uh, rifle, rifle shotgun? But I'm, I'm sure yeah. it's really pretty easy to put in an HRL. Secman redesign. Um, they They lost the pipe things on the back of there well i think so okay so sometimes sometimes yeah the renders they show us are missing parts okay or have extra parts because they're showing like the actual sprues on the toe like we'll see that later on oh so oh the uh the injection port you mean sort of yeah if you look up or, around the back of the neck mm -hmm. like there's like a gap between the front and the back armor in the middle photo so I'm hoping that the uh, it's just missing the component in the, these renders. Huh. Obi says we have technical difficulties. What kind of technical difficulties? I don't know. Apparently, well, it's st I'm still recording, so it might be a streaming thing. Maybe he's talking about the Corvus Belly technical difficulties missing no, no, a part. No, no, no. I think I think it was a stream stream uh -huh. drop. Are we back now? Everything good? There's, I don't know. I've got the stream going live, but um, you do. It's and we're good. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're back. But yeah. Okay. So sweet, sweet. I I think it's just missing a part that goes on the back of the neck. I see. The shoulders. I hope so. Like, that's one of my. Like, it's a weird thing to say, but that was like one of my favorite things about the Sackman sculpt because it was so visually distinct from everything else. Like mm -hmm. back in the old Mayacast days, which is a funny thing to say. But back in the old MyCast days, right, like the two of them used to complain all the time about how US Ariadna all looked the same. It was like an Ohio looked the same sure. in the front. Um, and, you know, Hawk has kind of a similar problem because they're kind of like low tech, just like dudes with rifles, right? Yeah. Um, or I guess rifles, light shotgun, if you want to be very specific. Um, and the Sec Man was nice because you're like, that's a Sec Man because it's got the little pipes, right? And, and there was yeah. no ambiguity it, about it. So, if, if it is not missing a part and that's indeed how it looks, I will put one on. Yeah, right. Oh. You're like, this is supposed to be here. And, and it'll be a little brass thing, I'm sure, for you. Um, yeah, there we yeah. have uh, the <coughs> the Red Fury version too, and this one does have the pipes. So see, and the, look at the look over the shoulder on the right hand side. Yeah. See how the front armor has like an extra segment that is like a lump over the shoulder that has the pipe connected to it. And go back to the previous one; it's missing that third segment you can see in the middle sh shot, mm. kind of between the ear and the shoulder pad. Yeah. So I think it's just a missing part. Fair enough. Uh, then we have <coughs> the Corson. Corson looks rad. Yeah, that's a very fun sculpt. I I really do like their um, um, their like super soldier stuff. And, and technically, yeah. this is not really a super soldier. Uh, this is more of um, 
uh, uh, warband type, even though it's classified as light infantry. Um, super on the table. It is super on the table. So the profile's pretty rad, too. Um, this is the light shotgun version. Mm-hmm. But there's also a... Uh, a cha- I mean, basically, basically it has a... I, this is weird. Why give it a light shotgun instead of just giving it a boarding shotgun? Uh, boarding... Sh- it doesn't have AP mode. Oh, is that what it is? That's the difference? That's the only difference I can think of. Does it really not have? That's I thought light shotgun on hit is just... I mean, I always... I mean, I rarely do it, but... The unit on that. Thank you. It was light shotgun, normal ammo. Oh, fair enough. On him. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I guess that's a fun little difference there. It's it's a thing. I mean, the, the correct answer is... Actually, I don't know. Chain rifle versus the light shotgun. Having that, having the face-to-face roll and keeping it alive longer is pretty rad. Mm-hmm. But that is a fan of damage. Because <laughs> it's plus two burns. That's true. <laughs> Three templates. Yeah. I used the uh, the plus two burst version last time I played with my QK and it just yeah because you it absolutely forces the dodge yeah. like nothing can take three automatic damage thirteen hits yeah 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 for sure I don't care if you're a tag you don't want to take that yeah it's too dangerous um and then now we're on to Aleph right with the Ankh yep team. so the Aleph reinforcements yep um, some cool designs here Artalis. Yeah. So, I rocket launch for multi-rifle. This is a is this an engineer? I'm trying to remember the I don't remember the uh Alf ones as well. Um I'm pulling it up. Yeah, so the Artalis is it's their sort of dactyl unit equivalent, I guess. I see they're all NCO. They're all NCO. There's, there's an engineer and a doctor version. Um basically the, the stock profile at 23. Is multi rifle decharges and then the appropriate type of kit, depending on what kind of specialist yeah. you are. Um, and then you can upgrade that or side grade it, I guess, to combi light rocket launcher. And then the weird thing is that the engineer stays an engineer, but the doctor gets downgraded to a paramedic. That's probably for cost oh, reasons, I guess. I don't know. But I guess, I it, yeah. No, because if the, if the base profiles are the same, then you'd think that it would just be 27 instead of 25 for the doctor, for the even doctor. Yeah. Who knows? Know. Very strange. But, but yeah, this we, this reads like the dactyl, the dactyl equivalent. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. I mean, NCO on a specialist is actually kind of rad. Yeah, yeah, NCO in general is good. Basically, like a free order. Um, and you know, very very standard ALF oh. unit looks good. Yep, can be the doctor or engineer with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the rickshaw attack bots. This is the not stabby kind. This is the shooty kind. So yeah, the rickshaw, they have ECM, so they're kind of like a Dakini, just with a little bit extra. Yep, they also have mimetism. They dodge plus two inches, which is the thing. On their is 10. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess they don't have a dodge penalty, so they dodge okay. Yeah. Or remote. Yep, it's like that, uh, uh, the new Steel Phalanx uh, Infiltrator. Yeah, has like fizz ten dodge plus two inches. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is what is this? <laughs> like, I'm gonna try. It's it's always like I'm gonna try. Oh, it didn't happen. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, arm three is respectable. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's got a nice uh, kit to show up in the midfield too. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the mimetism. Yeah. 
linked mimetism red fury in the midfield mm-hmm. yeah that'll do some damage for it's, sure it's shit done it's a cool yeah. design i like the less humanoid looking yeah and it still has like the little um like disc knee joint thing going on yep and so this you can see the little tabs on the feet mm-hmm. that's what i was talking about earlier with like the um the spew the sprue tabs like sometimes they're not totally correct oh i see yeah 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 yeah. coming off the back there and the back of the uh yeah 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 for sure yeah so a pair of cc weapon minus six i mean, I mean that's, like, pretty, that's pretty common i feel like for a lot of remotes it is but three I'm just or six thinking about this with the rem driver in the midfield like actually be able to do some work but i mean like if you're gonna do that right this is the red fury version just take this thing yeah that's also true right i mean you're plus i don't think you can yeah. do that right they're remotes no no but like doesn't it have to start with the token oh you're right you're right yeah so pull up the dawan because so first of all the design here is also all rad it's the really long arms that make them look yeah extra weird that i love yeah, uh, and it, like the the mega blade is also pretty fun. It's a, that's like it's just the mini version of the Maruts blade, which yeah. is like horrendously impractical for this scale, right? Sure. I feel like, but for the Marut, it, do, it doesn't make sense. It could just be an I beam, and it wouldn't matter. It's a Marut hitting you in the face <laughs> with a stick. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if it's sharp. It doesn't matter, you know, like what the cross section is. It just it's just hitting you really freaking hard. Um, so I, I feel like I mean this is. This is a rad unit, though, right? So at 19 yeah. points, you've got the Chain Rifle plus one Burst Flamen Spear. Yep. Or the Pulsar plus one Burst Blitzen. I'm probably all over that Pulsar one. Yeah. Myself. I mean, depending on what your matchups are, right? Ariana kind of doesn't care all that much. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking Emirat. Pulsar, they do care about Pulsars. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a multi-pistol plus one Burst. So there's, they're, not, they're not helpless at shooting at no. all. No. Um. They're dodging on 16s. They're dodging four inches on 16s. Mm-hmm. CC22 with MA2, dogged with yep. remote presence. And oh, dogged immunity. total immunity remote, yep. remote presence. It is going to hit you. <laughs> that's a gnar. That's kind of. This is like an interestingly different CC unit. Oh, and it's also light infantry, not a remote. Yep. But it is uh-huh. hackable. I thought they would make it a remote. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Maybe that that might be a mistake, because like hackable with like nothing in target light infantry based on hacking programs. So might might just be an error, but don't know. Well, it's also uh, ECM hacker minus three. Yeah, that's a rad unit. It is very cool looking too. I will be excited to chop stuff in half with it, and I really like this post. <laughs> yeah, this is a cool post too. Yeah, the... this, this even more shows off the uh, the sprue tab on the back of the feet. Sure, sure. This is going to be annoying to have stay on the base because it will just break at the ankle joint all the time. That's like Dakini. I don't. They've done so well on so many sculpts. The Dakini is just like makes me wonder what is like why they oh, did that. Moose Futures has an excellent point. Um, it, well, I mean, but you, but we just talked about how you can't get plus easy from a run racer anyway because it'll start on the table with them right and maybe for not i don't know if it's available as on reinforcements i don't think it is uh but it might be in the future so that might be why they did it right sure. because because a cc what would that be 20 
That'd be a CC31 base. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of rad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still it's still light infantry, Obi, according to uh, whatever version of army I have in my browser. But the problem is, like, light infantry being hackable doesn't do anything because all of the hacking programs target heavy infantry yeah, with yeah. tags. So, I mean, immunity total really means immunity total, I guess. Yeah, right. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So they either have to make it heavy infantry or they have to uh, make it a remote or something. Yep. Crazy either, pants. Either way. <laughs> The Safra. Mm -hmm. I've noticed a lot of these models that they're putting in here. I mean, they're toolkits for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and this is this looks like another one, yeah. <laughs> frankly. Um, it's an Albedo with MSV two. Yeah, this is this is crazy to me because it's showing up late in the game with Albedo. This is the only way you can get Albedo Albedo like later in the game, aside from like throwing down white noise or something like that. Yep. Right, so so if that if that hideout multi sniper has been prone on a catwalk and then pops up, you're like, don't care, time to kill you. Man, and what the multi rifle balls are. Yeah. Like if you're starting in the midfield, I'm less I care less about that shock marksman rifle, and I'm all about that multi rifle. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm definitely with you there. Um, but like, just so many ways to get past stuff. I think the killer hacker is really strong too. Because you also having. Yeah, use a cyber mask, right? So if yeah. they can see, if they can see you because of the albedo, you just cyber mask and walk by anyway. Gross. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I mean, you're you're down to a, a SMG and nanopulsar for weapons. Still good. But yeah, yeah, I really like the multi rifle and, and hackers uh, the, the model they made. Mm -hmm. And we've got some new Guilang, which is much appreciated. Uh, so this is Never the hacker version. Yeah, I think this is the only hacker that's ever been made. Maybe there was one like way back in the N2 era in one era. But I felt um, like this. Maybe, but it was probably like pretty buggly by normal standards. It was. Um but yeah, now now it's uh No, I'm just thinking of the old regular combi. I don't know if there was a hacker. Yeah, there there was an old combi, but I I don't recall there being a hacker. Yeah, but that's rad. Finally finally another Gwilang sculpt that you can get outside of the one box. And then the out of production sniper that was really cool. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. It's a pretty, pretty nice Christmas gift from from Corvus Belly, right? Lots of fun new profiles to check out, uh, and then of course it's always fun to see Carlos on camera. Right. I think they, he also mentioned to the camera that or on the uh, the stream that they're going to be updating the reinforcements rules. Yes, with he did say that. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. If you weren't stoked with. Uh, they are. They might get better, and if you do like how it is, well, it might get better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think I'm pretty solid on my opinion right now that I'm not a huge fan of the current iteration of the rules, um, but I'm more than willing to give the the new ones a try as they come out. Sure, that'll be fun. Yeah, that's it for the news. I think. Let's talk about our toys. Right. It's coffee time. Oh, it's been. It's been a, a, a busy, busy time. Um, yes, uh, I, I've been I've been traveling, um, so I haven't really done anything. All the hobby that I've done has been IT work at my parents' house, which isn't really a hobby. But I did ship like two hundred pounds of books back. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, so all dragon lance. <laughs> what's up? All all, all dragon lance. Yep, 
uh, those novels are worth something now, right? It was like what six ninety nine for for a mass market paperback back in the day, whatever right. it was, right? And now, like just looking on Amazon, some of them are like thirty five, forty. I saw one go to one hundred and fifteen, right? Jeez, for something in good condition. Not that I'm going to sell these books. I want my kids to read them. Um, <laughs> they need a proper. Yeah, they need a proper education, right? They they need to know. They need to know uh, all of that. All of that stuff. They need to uh, idolize Tannis half elven, right? Uh, from 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 my childhood, uh, but I did find a bunch of I forget what the official name is, but it's like um, uh, illustrated classics, right? So like um, mm-hmm. what call it, like Jekyll and Hyde, Robinson Crusoe, like sure. all, all all the you know the the those, those all types the public of domain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it was uh, every it's every page is illustrated. So on the left side is the text, and the right side is a picture, and it's like it's all abridged, right? That's pretty cool. But yeah. it was uh, they're in excellent condition for having been in a Florida garage for the past like decade. Right, right. somehow not moldy. The somehow only thing not moldy. Um, so I, I put them all in a box and shipped them back. Um, my sister told me about this place called Pirate Ship. Um, okay. Which is literally what you think it is, PirateShip.com. Um, sure. and, you know, we're not sponsored or anything by them at all. Um, but they, uh, you know, basically you just huh. you just punch in all the details and they give you a label to print and they like do all the work for you and find whether it's cheaper with, with the U.S. Postal Service or UPS, right? Oh, interesting. One of yeah. those like cross surgery thingies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, they've got a they've got to have some sort of like high volume deal with UPS or something, sure. right? Because like uh, like I've shipped ship stuff with like major shipping stuff for work and like personally you know if i was shipping as a private citizen it'd be like hundreds of dollars and like with the work i can yeah. it's like 10 bucks or something stupid <laughs> like 10x cheaper if not more but uh you know they give you like 30 percent off or something um at least, at least the ones that i saw but i was shipping like 200 pounds of stuff right so well, cool sense. yeah so that's, so that's that's my hobby i guess getting ready, yeah getting my ready hobby to, been like... you know I, I've been playing a lot of uh, Pokemon C- Crystal Clear, which is which is a Pokemon ROM hack for Pokemon Crystal. It's a ROM hack for Pokemon Crystal. Mm. It turns into like an open world game and has a bunch of quality of life improvements. But that's not really hobby. That's me uh, not looking at my phone and looking at a different screen instead. I mean, that counts. That counts as hobby. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, games? I'm a gaming girl. Um, I haven't played anything. I played a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> was it uh, was a fifty two fifty two pick em up or whatever, right? Oh, <laughs> with the kids because they, they they just grab all the flashcards we got for them and just like huck them all over the room. So that's what I've been doing. But you you did get something uh, played, right? The last couple of weeks. I I did um, just something silly. I got uh, the Pokemon edition of Labyrinth for Jean for Christmas. Um, and so we've been playing this. It's a Ravensburger game, so it's kind of a easy, uh, more kid friendly game. And like, she picked it up in about two minutes and figured out how to play it. And it's actually a pretty strategic game. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever but, played Labyrinth. What's the what's the you know, okay? So story? you've got this grid of you've got this grid of tiles, right? Uh-huh. And if you look, there's three rows and three columns where you they have little arrows. It let you slide tiles into that one, and it pushes out another one. Oh, I see. Okay. 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 And on all the tiles, there's a path for a maze. 
So you're constantly shifting the maze. I see. And so when it's your turn, there's only there's always one more tile than there is set up on the board. Mm. Uh, so on your tor- turn, you shift any one of those rows or columns with the the with tile. The, with that the extra is, tile. I see. With the extra tile, and then you move your character along the path to try to, in this case, uh, get the Pokemon that you are after. I see. So you have to like plan ahead, and then have to have like a plan B because plan A never happens because it's constantly shifting. Right, right, right. That's a fun game. That's a good a good intro to board gaming for a kid. It's it's like even as an adult, like <laughs> Obi and I were getting into it. We're like, okay, what are we gonna do here? Like, right. I'm trying to get to that one, and then also like paying attention, trying to figure out which ones the other people are trying to go to. Like, how do I how do I you know, mess them up. Well, I sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. mess with the seven year old I'm playing with. Well, like, well, <laughs> yeah. shut it down. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like uh, uh, that, that modern family episode where like uh, Luke is trying to like shoot the ball into the hoop and then Phil just like, just like, yeah, completely slams it out of his hand and then does a victory that. lap. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, we played it once with Obi when he was up here. And then Gene has just been like constantly asking to play it again. So that's rad. Kids, kids like it. Cool. All right. So, uh, oh, wait, you've got, yeah, before we get to our sponsorship, we've got, uh, John, you've got some media you want to recommend. Yeah. So, one of the things that I, that does happen when I go on trips is I do get to read, which is nice because there's always like plain, plain time where the kids are napping in your lap or, uh, you know, before you go to bed. I finished this, uh, <laughs> this book, Trampled by Unicorns. Um, which is about big tech and how it kind of sucks. And basically the, the premise is uh, big tech helped at the beginning of big tech and now it's kind of uh, not helping. <laughs> it's doing the opposite of helping. Um, and so this is sort of a, a call to action and sort of an uh, insider look at what um, the environment is like, why it is the way it is, um, some sort of um, you know scare you straight kind of stories to get, to get you motivated if you haven't been in this space before uh thinking trampled, about this sort of trampled stuff. by unicorns is the name for people that don't have a for listening yes yes trampled by unicorns yep um and it's it's a it's a it's it's a worthwhile read if you if you are interested in it it's something that i've been thinking about for a long time so this is definitely more of an intro level thing for me um sure. and it was just kind of like okay yeah but the interesting thing was the suggestions of how to address these problems right sure um and a lot of them, you know, are stuff you would expect. Increase like board diversity, um, not just like the the uh, demographic of, or I guess like the ethnicity or the you know, all that stuff, but also like just like the role within the company. So the idea that like um, labor would be represented on like Amazon's board, for example, right? So like like you know, they unionize somebody from the unions on the board, that kind of thing. Um, and so that was a, it was a interesting read from that perspective, right? So the, like the, the stuff that it was like, are you, you know, privacy good, worry about that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I like skimmed through all that stuff. But then, <laughs> but then it was like, this is how we should fix it. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, so that was kind of a, a thing. And then, um, because I wasn't depressed enough, uh, I started this book called The Arms of Krupp. And, uh, this is, there's an episode of, um, um, Robert Evans, um, Behind the Bastards on, Krupp. And Krupp is basically like a, uh, a German arms manufacturer uh, that 
uh, I think I think in the first couple of pages of the book, it like it, it was like it forged Germany's sword like three times in a, in a century, and like horrible things happened each time. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely an interesting read about um, the you know basically completely invisible to history otherwise, right? Like you know, sure. uh, just like somebody who has like a a normal American education, uh, you would never hear this name really. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot about, behind it. Yeah, I mean, so it's kind of like the uh, like Raytheon or whatever. Of... Yeah, uh, it's 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 like it's like the it's more it's more like the everything like the the shadowy umbrella corporation, right? Like their their big thing is they got really into steel, and it talks about like the makeup of the Ruhr Valley and stuff, and like why why Germany's um, uh, like military industrial and like their complex was there during the Second World War and all that stuff. Um, oh. so there's a lot of coal. And this is the, is the short form as to why, but yeah, not not a not a um, not a pick me up read, but uh, a definite good read so far. I'm like uh, probably a quarter of the way through it at the moment. Um, if you're interested in this sort of stuff, so so a nice light read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I only I only do puff pieces. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, before we get to our uh, our main main feature tonight, uh, it's time for our Shiv Games sponsorship. So every week, Shiv Games in Kaiser, Oregon, likes to give one of our lucky listeners a random prize. And this week, the prize is a Noctover missile launcher. So, yep, it's a surprisingly start- on <laughs> on brand this time. Right. Well, I mean, maybe it's a new year start, new army. And if you're starting combined army, like where else are you gonna start? Yep, yep. <laughs> like you know, this and the uh, the box of Ikatrons and Imatrons, and you're pretty much there. Yeah, right. This this is this is the combined army starter pack. I you know I've played a bunch of combined now, and I don't think I put a Noctifer in any of my lists that made it to the table. There have been there's something of... wrong. With you. Hmm? <laughs> there's something wrong with you. But first, before we go off into a bunch of tangent, yeah. Uh, for your chance to win, just enter the word surprise uh, into the chat for your chance to win. Um, so, John. Why have you not put a Noctifer on your list? I mean, it just never, it never really works out. No? It just, it, I mean, like, I, it doesn't, it's not, not that it doesn't, um, it's, it's not that it doesn't, like, work out on the table, or I think it's bad. It's just that there's usually something else that needs to make it in, if that makes any sense. Right? Sure. I mean, like, but do you build your list around where you, you, you make it clear that there could be a Noctifer? I have done that. Okay. Um, okay. That, yeah. That kind of counts. That kind of counts. Sure. Sure. But usually it's like a cascuda or something, <laughs> just right. which is a different type of hell for your opponent. And like you know, it's like it's like if I'm when I'm playing U.S. Ariadna, I always have Van Zant. Even if I don't have Van Zant, I, yeah, right. I, I mean, there, there we go. There yeah, you go. Van Perfect. Zant. Like whenever I play vanilla, anything that can have Van Zant in it, I always wear this shirt <laughs> just to remind people that it exists. <laughs> I think that was the first shirt for Infinity I put together, and it's still my favorite. Yeah, it's very good. You did a great job. <laughs> it it uh it, it's amazing how often it it's relevant. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, John, go ahead and hit that button. All and right. Else. Hey, it's Moose Moose Futures. Congratulations. Congratulations, uh, Moose Futures, and uh, thank you, Shiv Games, and thank you everyone for listening. All right, let's uh, push that one. It's what you've all been waiting for, our main feature. 
All right, John, first up, we've got that Bromad Academy painting contest. Mm. All right. Well, I think we're going to do a brief retrospective over the year. Right, talk about what, what has happened in previous quarters. Um, and basically, uh, so quarter one of 2023 was veterans. Um, and this is Neil's entry um, that you, was a Kurgat, right? The auto yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, year, year in review. Mm -hmm, year in review, exactly. Uh, we we I, really like this one because of the, just like the color choices and, and the, the work on the well, armor plates. He was the really like painterly feel of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, like, it's one of those things like, yes, all of the models are painted, but this one feels like a painting. Right. Which is very, very well done by Neil. And then, of course, there was uh, Jordan's oh, Parvati. <laughs> the, the eyes on this Parvati haunt me. Yeah. Like, this was such a good... I mean, he's been working on this uh, paint scheme for forever, like, his, his style. And it just keeps and progressing like every year. As, yeah. as long as you've been doing these. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, but this this just stood above the, the competition for doctors and engineers. The last one was veterans, by the way. Yeah, um, and so this doctors and engineers, you know, Parvati's both. So, not that that factored in, but just like if you just look at this very carefully, right? Like anytime you're like, I, I wonder if he, oh, he did, right? Like that's sort of the, mm -hmm. the the thing, right? So you like you <laughs> like the fins on her back. You got the underlighting from the two like cyan lights at the bottom there. Um, yep, still yeah. some of the red at the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like this, like it's just it's so hard to execute this. Uh, and he did such a great job. And so, you know, we, we definitely had to give it to him that quarter. Uh, and then last quarter, of course, was um, Batard. From yeah, Bush. holy cow. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what what a what a tour de force. Uh, very, very well done. Just like all the metallics, right? And then you, you had the big, you had a huge spiel on the, uh, on the, uh, the color theory. Uh, oh, sure, sure. On this one. But if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. Yeah, the greens and the metals, and the browns and the metals are just mm -hmm. so good. I, yep. Everything about the paint job I love. Yep. But on to, uh, on to this, this quarter's entries. There it is. Great. Yeah. So how many did we get this quarter? Uh, we got 11. Nice. Yeah. So here is... <clears throat> the uh, 012 Evo bot from Christian, right? Um, I think I forget what they're called now. <laughs> off the top of my head, I think Talk I think maybe that's how um, like they're they're all they're all strange and I haven't really fully parsed it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I really like about this is how clean everything is, right? Um, it definitely looks like super clean. It definitely looks like what you would expect, like future SWAT team to have trundling up. Alongside all their troopers, right? This is right off the factory floor. It's still on the factory floor, in fact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? It is. Yeah, this. It's. You're not supposed to leave the lines because the robots will get you. And you left the yeah. line, and the robots getting you now. That's what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, super clean paint job. The the transitions are great on the yeah. bone armor on the legs. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like the. Uh, the subtle texture that there is to the the more bone color, so it makes it feel more like that's like a ceramic or something. Um, yep. 
versus the metal of everything else. Yep. If you look on the back here, so if you look at the panels where the, I guess, it's my imagination, it's where the baggage goes in on the left and right side of the body towards the top. Oh, it, sure. Mm -hmm. It almost makes an X, but it misses the middle of the X. Right. Like, have that as a neutral gray. Mm -hmm. But then if you look at the armor panel between those two sections, that's a cool gray. Yep. Right? So I, think, I think some of that is accomplished by just the 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 more I, a lot of that is edge highlighting. I think. I think it's different shades in the edge different colors used in the edge highlighting. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so you can use the same like uh, I, I know that Frank does this. I do this too, but like you can use the same like core like the same black the base color. Yeah, edge highlighting then, different. Yep, and then just a little bit of edge color in the edge highlighting really changes the way you read the black. Yeah, um, and I want to call attention to was it this would be the right back leg, right? So you, the the sure. blending there is really excellent. But then you know you they went another step further and added like a little sort of discoloration just to show a little bit yeah. of wear, right? So yeah. I think that's that was very well done as well. And then uh, this is a great a great way to show detail out of your four pictures, right? You can sort of get a you can push it to seven pictures by doing this if you want uh, to show all of the details. Sixteen. You could if you wanted to. Uh, that is yeah. that is legal by the by the guides of the the by rules of the competition or whatever. Uh, and if you want to know how to do this, apparently it's instantane for Mac. And oh. um, Christian <laughs> also did that. Yeah, the little watermark in the bottom right there. Yeah. Um, apparently uh, Christian also did this for his batard. So this is apparently a program that lots of like-minded people use. So I I don't have a Mac anymore. Um, and you know this would be fairly trivial trivial to put together in like GIMP or even Paint. Um, or if you if you want something like this, that would be something to look for. Yeah, uh, his yeah. non-metal metallics are fantastic, and I really want to call attention to the the upper left-hand corner in that photo, in the in the four up, um, or this photo also works. Yeah, the 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 uh, the color reflecting on the ground from its like camera at the bottom, like scanning or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, really really cool touch there. Yeah, that was like the first thing that a lot of people mentioned to me. Like that was really cool. They really liked that. Yeah, it it just connects it to the environment that much more. Yeah, uh, I I think that's um, something that is a missed opportunity a lot of times. And this is a really nice way of doing it. And speaking of somebody who does a lot of like barcode scanning, uh, this looks this looks correct. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and then we have DH with their uh, Vostok, right? Lovely, lovely color palette. I really like this scheme. It's true to the Nomads, but they added a splash of orange, which is really nice. Yeah, the orange is a really great accent. And I like that the, yeah, I like the, how the green plays off the orange. So it's yep. two kind of yellowy colors. Um, and again, I love when people don't use black to tell me something is black. Mm -hmm. So like, you can see like the treads here and the gun here are painted with kind of a, a brown, a dark brown gray. Yeah. Um, and then the base is painted with the cool gray, which also helps separate the values when you see them on top of each other. Yep. And Quite always, always adding weathering is great too. It really sort of grounds the model. Like this is a great picture for it. Just like the yellow plating in the middle, I guess. Um, yeah. There's a little splotch of brown underneath, like, sure. like, a, like an oil drip or something coming off the Vostok, which is great. And you know, uh, the uh, sort of. Uh, almost cell shady style. Uh, here's a good example of it. The back right leg again in the gray right above the um, the uh, the tank tread feet, I guess. Yes. Um, there's a little it's bit of a transition there. 
very natural color transitions, I think, is the, the right way to put it. Like, they're not, yeah. they don't look overblown, they are present. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where when you, when you do um, shading like that, sometimes, especially in photos, it doesn't look shaded. Mm-hmm. Unless you know to look for it. Like, oh no, that is actually shaded. It's just, has a very natural shade to it, shade quality to it. Yep. So well done. And again, same thing here on the back. I like the different shades of gray and the different shades of black used to differentiate sections instead of just being all black. Yep, definitely. And one of the things that's really kind of a pain on all these. So like part of the reason I chose S4 models as the prompt for this quarter is because there's generally a lot more just surface area to paint on. Uh, sure. And that can, you know, gives a lot of opportunity for freehand. It doesn't have to be like a crazy freehand, uh, you know, just like caution striping or like some like unit numbers or something is a great, uh, a great addition just to make it look more like lived in. Um, but also one of the things that a lot of the remotes have is just like all this crazy amounts of like extra gubbins, right? Like if you look at the, like the Vostok's legs, um, you know, DH put the little dots and the green just to show that like they're lit up and then he even painted the cabling on the bottom, you, you can't really see it on the right side, but you can see a little bit on the left. There's a little bit of a reflection of the green light there, which is nice. And so, so just like that <coughs> attention to detail is really nice too. It, like just gives, gives the robot a little more um, like realism, right? Sure. Like just sort of like matte black undercarriage. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah. All right, then we've got Flying Monkey Studios with the, uh, the Nomad Evo done up in uh, metallics. This, this is like when I saw this, I was like, "Wow, this is a thousand suns robot." <laughs> like, well, my my brain went to uh, to Protoss. Uh, yeah, with that the, too. Uh, yeah, the kind of gold metallic in the blue. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate shading warm metallics with purple. I don't know why, but I I do sure. it often. Like with my golds. Yep. Um. Yep. So. Really nice with them there. Yeah, I really love just the metallic effect on here. I kind of want to figure out a way to use it myself. Yeah, and then again, right, like just spending the time to get underneath those legs and getting all the metallics in on the the exterior armor plating and then leaving all the actual yeah. mechanical parts black. Um, definitely a huge amount of work. Um, and I do definitely appreciate the uh, use of the aqua on the... Uh, like the yeah, the, the blue's a nice parts, I guess, right? Yeah. So and and I would say like if anything to work on, it's working on like anytime freehand, it's working on the straight lines used on those baggage on the, on the baggage right there. Oh, um, the stripes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's tricky when you use like a metallic undercoat and you really want it to come through because you can't then like go back over with that metallic because that metallic has a gradient to it from the purple wash right. that was used on it. Right, right. Um, and that's where things like masking tape come in really handy. Yeah, for sure. And one of the downsides of trying to get good uh, straight lines is that if you mess up, it's so hard to not, it's so hard to hide, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, And it's also a fun little extra. I think I think that's an extra antenna they added in between the baggage. Uh, No, that's 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 a. I'm pretty sure that's that's a stock sculpt thing. Um, I didn't include it on mine because mine snapped off, and I was like, meh. (laughs) <laughs> whatever it's fine i didn't i didn't care too much um but then we got mike p uh with the uh alef probot um oh, yeah 
and uh, you know, the the basing is so fun. <laughs> I love this basing. I and, like the uh, Evo label. You'll oh, never yeah. have to guess what it is. And it, you know until, what? Like, until it's not an Evo. Yeah, right. that's true. That's an MCP uh, base. What do you mean by that? MC? What does MCP mean? Marvel Crisis Protocol. Oh, I, I see. A... I see. I see. Gotcha. 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 Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, MCP means something very different for me at work. So I was like, wait, what? I don't know. I was... um, yeah. So this, uh, you know, this sculpt is always just so goofy to me. Yeah. Uh, so anyone willing to give it love and affection on the table <laughs> deserves props. Um, yeah. And great choice on the yellow accent for the little, like, yeah on the side yeah so that could have easily just been black or gray with some like you know edge highlighting or something but the yellow really makes it nice and it, 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 it kind of needs that yellow because like you start yeah. to you know against a dark background you can really quickly lose that black so yeah that yellow saves it but man that base that base wants all the attention yeah yeah oh oh apparently the uh the crisis protocol base was the was the uh, the nomad one yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Well done. Then we get to Obi's, uh, the Rushi, right? And so this is just a uh, master class in freehand. <laughs> what shit. the hell, Obi? Yeah. And so, you know, talking about straight lines, straight lines, right? Sure, sure. Straight <laughs> lines. Um, so I like the, again, so I, I like this kind of odd green. I, it doesn't look like a green that comes straight out of a a uh, a pot of paint, mm -hmm. right? Like, or if it does, it's probably military colors. Um, the shading again here, like on the uh, on one of the previous models, it feels very natural. Mm -hmm. Like the, but there's a, definitely a lot to it. So if you look at the very top, of the antenna, that very light level of green, mm -hmm. versus kind of the the underside of the the chassis, like you can really see a big differentiation of value, and it feels like one color. Yes, yeah, <coughs> and it really sells the lighting. Sorry, this this yeah. post COVID cough is just not going away. Oh geez, yeah. Um, um, then... I I really do like the choice to do the the yellow slash on the on the left front leg. Yeah. Um, that's that's a really nice choice there. Like, I I don't know why I like it. It just it just feels right. Sure. I mean the other part. That... This actually funny you can see even better. So on the front chin, I guess, of this thing. Yeah. Uh, the the yellow chin piece. Then it has those red lights next to it. Mm -hmm. And then the warmth that you get in that yellow next to the red lights. Yeah. I like love it's that. subtle, but it's very it's it's subtle, but it's absolutely there. Mm -hmm. And then like, okay, let's go into the freehand. Like, let's just talk about it. So we did a, <laughs> yeah. like we did a foo dog on one. Yep. And like that little fin is is minuscule. Yeah. That's like the size of my pinky nail. Yeah. Right. So we did a, a food dog on one and then this um I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's like a fish scale pattern. Yeah. Uh on the other. Um and that's a traditional Japanese pattern. I was gonna try to copy that in some of mine and then I quickly gave up. Um you're not Obi, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not Obi. And then is that I don't know if that's the Rushi symbol painted on top of it, but it is a symbol. It is a <laughs> in a hexagon. But not only that, it has shading in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that can't be more than like what the two. hell, Obi? <laughs> yeah, and like that whole that whole thing can't take up more than like a three millimeter square. Yeah, and and for what it's worth, it is it is the Rishi symbol. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, like <laughs> it is uh, remarkable. And then so one of the things on his base, he has that tire. Yep. I know that Obi made a green stuff mold of a bunch of tires and stuff that he oh. constantly he has leftover green stuff. Like I've got a clump of it right here on my desk that's just garbage. He just takes it all and adds it to this mold. Yeah. So whenever he eventually fills it up, then he can pull it out and has a tire to use for some basing. Yeah. Which is pretty darn clever. Yeah. Um, Use it for a lot of his stuff. Is a lot. It's on a lot of his Tunguska, I think, too. Yep. And then again, we have that kind of um, blue black Mm. on the armor plates and at the tops of the knees, and then kind of a more neutral gray. Uh, for the mechanical gubbins and the legs. Yeah, it's really damn good, Obi. Yep. I hate you a little bit. Yeah, Frank Frank is infuriated. <laughs> it's, 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 like Frank is just like bleeding from his eyes and frothing at the mouth of this model. And then like yeah. just oh, to just to further dunk on everybody, there's the warning label. Yeah, look at that warning back. label he painted. Look at the yeah. warning label. And again, that has to be like two millimeters by three millimeters tops. If that, yeah, exactly, yeah. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if you had a high enough resolution camera, you could read what that said. Yeah, no. right, exactly. <laughs> and then there's like the, the, uh, the little brick. Just the work on the brick with the stippling is really well done too. Yeah, he didn't slouch on the on the base at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the unit marking on the so, front there. Yep, and then oh, that freehand line that goes from like the eye up to the top of the head and back. Yeah, but it, like, it's it, so good. Yeah, solid C plus effort by Obi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, now we're on to is it the pangolin, right? Ooh, this is fun. Yeah, I like the colors here a lot. Again, that, so very, the... very, very Thousand Suns vibe. But... Yeah, right. That green, blue, purple on the leg on the leg armor, yep, is a really cool uh, gradient. Yeah, it really makes it look like gems, right? Yeah, which I appreciate a lot. Definitely yeah, also Protoss like, vibes from this too. Yeah, this this Evo is definitely casting a spell. Oh <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, this 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 is like he needs two of these, one with like a very boring paint color on like a gray oh sure right and then like when um support wear is active you just like swap the model out with this one be like support wear is on it's colorful now <laughs> like right yeah yeah really nicely done um i, I really love the, the the light purple on the purple here it makes it look even more like marbled glass right yeah and what's funny is like yellow is such a dominant color i hardly see the yellow yeah, which is really interesting. Like my eyes, like cool yellow. My eyes are just always drawn to like those gems and the purples and the greens. Um, really nice. Big, big, really uh, big beetle vibes too. It definitely does make it feel more like a big scarab, which is, I mean, like it looks like a stag beetle to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. Great work. Uh, and then we have uh, Yoder's uh, Vostok. So a different take on the Vostok. 
he told uh, in his email to me, he wrote that um, all the striping is intended to be dazzle camo to sort of represent the ODD and all of it. Sure. I so I really like the stripes. My brain immediately went to like Yanarovsky's Dune and like 70s sci-fi. Sure. It has it uses a lot of like stripe patterns and checker patterns. Mm -hmm. um, I really actually like the way it calls your attention to the different uh, if you go to the front. Yeah. Um, specifically. Your eye goes to all four corners of the model. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Which is, which, which is, is really cool. well, I mean, that's kind of a fun, a fun note, right? Because it's supposed to be like uh, MIM-6 or ODD or whatever, right? And so sure. basically the eyes pulled away from the center of mass, making it harder to hit, right? Yep. Kind of a neat, a neat little trick. And one of the things I really love about his nomads, we've been seeing his nomads for, for many, many competitions now, uh, is just the, the lovely base work he does, right? It's a very like um, cartoon style. Uh, yeah, but it's always like well thought out. You can see like the oil uh, stains and stuff, like the pools of the Voss, like is sort of wading through here. Um, and again, a lot of attention to detail, right? Like I did not do that much work on the legs of my Vostok because I was in a rush. Um, sure, but I mean, it's always nice to see when people do that. I'll also say I really this red orange that yeah. he uses to me also feels into that 70s sci-fi aesthetic. Sure. I just, yeah, I really like how that feels. Like, like, the model feels great. Like, even if there's some spots that, like, you know, like, it stripes are pain to the butt, right? Like, so those, those are the easiest places to find flaws, but, like, you don't you don't focus on them. You don't pay attention to them. You, like, you kind of take in the whole model, and it feels really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. All right, now we're on to Kamigata Heavies. Um, uh, Lunacod, right? Um, and so this is another amazing model here. Um, yeah. just the like so so this is a very um sort of monochrome, I want to say, right? So there's basically like two colors here. There's like a, a black, and then a light gray, right? Obviously, there's a ton of uh, you know, um, variants in between, but that's basically the two primary colors. Um, that he chose. Yeah. Um, and then well, a black, light green, and then a really strong non-metal metallic. Yeah. So it, it it so 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 okay. So I'm looking at this, and I so when I start to pick it apart, right? When I start looking into it, you have the the almost a cool gray for the body, yep. right? And for the uh, the dome is more neutral, but it leans cool. Mm -hmm. And then you actually have a warm gray black housing on the guns. On the bottom, right. I will say, I would, I would have loved to have seen that same warm black hold on to the circular bits on the back of the Lunacod. Oh, like the little globe things. Yeah, totally. Yep. I really like. I want that used a little bit more, but I love, like, holy cow! Like the little freehand triangles on the tops of the legs, the writing. Uh, you've got Cyrillic writing on one side, and you've got. Um, like what is it? Born to kill on the other, which I think is a bubblegum crisis episode. Yep. I think Obi just talked about this. Yep. Um, and then like the numbering on there, the caution stripes on the back, all the little lights, and then that base is just over the top awesome. Yeah, I mean that's that's what really. Uh, I mean, so the I I've worked a lot with um, Secret Weapon Miniatures flight deck bases. That's what like three of my armies are based on. 
Um, and so I, I know them very well. Uh, and I have my recipe for them, but this is just so much better. Uh, is that... Oh, okay, so I was trying to figure this out. Is that a... I don't... Did he paint that base, or is it printed? And then he painted the, the edge. What do you mean? Like, is that an image that you printed off on a nice glossy printer? And use that... Like, it's so clean. The top of that base is so clean. Oh, you mean like the 30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's that's painted. God, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I have a... Hang on, let me see. He sent he sent a picture of the base before he put the thing on it. Because, uh, like, it, part of me was just like, my brain is not not accepting that somebody hand-painted that base. And right? so it's like, oh, know. you printed this off on your go. computer. So this is, this is from the oh, Discord. If you want to see the, the cool stuff that people post, this is like uh, early work in progress on the base there um, holy shit yeah right I, like, love, I love green grime yes use a lot of green grime on here which looks very it feels oily and slick yeah and gross which is what it's supposed to feel and like he kept all the lines in the same direction right so this feels yeah. very much like uh like a flight deck right you would expect yeah um <coughs> like There's this looks like the, this looks like a runway marking Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're gonna have a ton of stuff streaking in the same direction because that's where all the aircraft are landing. Yep. <coughs> uh, one thing it that looks... I wanted to call attention to um, that is nothing has nothing to do with like the paint job, um, but this is such a brilliant idea that I, I'm gonna have to steal for future remotes. Um, one of the huge problems that we have with remotes in the Infinity Universe is they have like these teeny bit of like little like toes, right? And so. Yeah. There's only a couple ways to deal with this. What I have done in the past is I drill a divot into all the resin bases that I use typically, and then I embed it in there with uh, a bunch of super glue and sort of make a pool of it and hope, hope for the best. My remotes pop off the base all the time. Uh, other people like Clint used uh, two-part epoxy to just be like, nope, it's on there forever now. Um, but this is such a brilliant move, right? You just drill a post and put some like sure. you know, wire or something straight down the middle of it. Uh, and because the remote is so low to the ground, you would never see this when you're playing on the table and you don't ever really have to glue the remote on. Um, huh. Yeah. Right. So that's really cool. Yeah. Very, very clever idea. God, his non-metal metallic on those legs is impeccable. Like it's, yeah. it's so good. And then on the, on the, like the wavy stripey part of the globe parts too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, all getting the, the the little reflections on all the little bits of of doodads that, that make remote legs is yep. just incredible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We we we've been talking this whole episode about how much of a pain in the ass to paint all the stupid little things on the bottom of the legs and all know, the greedles. Yeah, and to do it this this well is just amazing. Uh, and then all of, all of the attention to detail about like. Um, because you have to think about it in terms of scale, right? Like these things are yeah. quite large in comparison to like a, an S2 human in Infinity Land, right? Um, so there yeah. is a lot of space for things like lights, right? So he's got the port starboard lights here as well, all the stuff, caution striping, et cetera, et cetera. And the caution stripes are, are extremely well done here, um, especially yeah. you know, the white ones on the base there. God, that base is so good. And then like this LOF marking, right? Like, like Boris sure. was saying. Sure. Like, just why not? Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, Beautiful. and so one of the one of the interesting things between both his and Obi, um, I would say, if people want to find a way to make their make their models look more 
appropriately sized, yep. get some Gundam decals. Sure. So without suggesting anybody learn to paint at the level that they're painting their small labels, like get some Gundam decals. Because like that tiny little triangle on the leg here, it's tiny because it's on a tiny model, but like it'd be like a, probably a couple inches tall yeah, in the real like life. Yeah, like the palm of your hand or something. Yeah. And so like the smaller you can make your markings, the bigger it makes the thing the markings are on look. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I attempted that on my Vostok and uh, my triangles are not straight. <laughs> but it does make the, it does make the robot look bigger. <laughs> and painted right. by a five-year-old. <laughs> it does make it look bigger. <laughs> So yeah, Gundam. There's a lot of uh, Gundam has a lot of cool accessories. Yeah. Um, from third party parts, and go get some third party Gundam decals and use those. Yeah. Or you know, just get some old brush like Obi does and whip something up. Yeah, and also you know, not that you have to do this, but the fact that it's on like a scenic terrain element. Sure. Right. This just really makes it, and like I, I feel like the the choice of the background complements the color palette very well as well. So yeah, all, mm -hmm. all around excellent work. Okay, on to the next one. So this is Nicola, okay, Nicola R, and this is um, uh, the... Uh, the Total Reaction HMG. Yeah, no, I think this is the... It's, it's the HMG. Old, is it? Is this the new one? Is that why I'm confused? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, so <laughs> very true to the uh, the Studio Paint scheme, I want to say. Eugene, Eugene Yellow. Well, yeah, it's using yellow. There are layers working here, mm -hmm. which I like. Um, yeah, I, I like the the darker browns using the recesses instead of blacks. Those yep. are always something I appreciate. Um, it brings the whole actually, color, uh, the whole like uh, luminance up too. Yeah, and it feels like so. It feels like some parts dry brushes were used for the highlights, and other yep. parts edge highlights were. That kind of gives it a mix of material feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really like the the especially the um, the dry brushing on the face of the remote. I guess yeah, uh, definitely gives it a, a worn look, which is an excellent choice there. And <laughs> we missed all of us talking about it's it's fine, Obi. It was okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. As as Adam said, it's a was a C plus effort from Obi. Solid C plus. Solid C plus. Yeah. And I, I really like the choice of green to sort of uh, model up the uh, the base. It's yeah, like the sort base. of like a, 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 a concrete kind of feel. Right. The, so here's here's something kind of funny. The um, the base feels very natural to me, mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of people mess up. I feel like painting bases and they make them too brown. Like dirt isn't that brown. Dirt's pretty damn gray. Mm -hmm. uh, like even even brown dirt is pretty gray, and so like the the color of the base, especially in this photo, like it just looks very natural. Yeah, um, and it makes to me that makes the remote then pop even more off of it. Yeah, really really strong base on this one for sure. Yeah, very very nice. All right, on to Eric. This is another Nomad Evo bot, and he uh, as he calls it his Sunset Nomads. Oh, I think they should be Tequila Sunrise Nomads. Right, yeah, exactly. So <coughs> uh, this is another another paint scheme that infuriates Frank. 
Right. I love, I love this paint scheme. Okay. So he also had a ton of fun on the base and like that big blood spatter on the base. All of his nomads have that. It's great. Yeah. Next to like this, this like useless in combat baggage bot, just like (laughs) shaking in its uh, boots. So just like, uh, don't, nothing to see here. Yep. Um, Just just trundling through. Don't worry about me. Yeah. 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 So uh, as usual, I love that. Um, Purple to uh, to orange gray that he's got going on. He did a lot of work with freehand at the, on the top of the bags, mm-hmm. which I don't know if we took a photo that actually shows off very well. Um, so I can always give Eric shit for not selling his own work well enough. Yeah. Um, and then uh, same thing with numbers on the sides of the bags. Yeah. Look pretty solid. Um, again, I always like his his. Uh, Basically, the the colors he is using, not just that purple to orange, but like the the bags aren't black; they're like a blue black. And then if you look in the legs, there's like three different blacks happening uh, in the armor plating. Yeah, it's almost like he went to art school. Yeah, right. Um, and then he's not afraid to use like a neutral tone for highlights. Mm-hmm. He uses a lot of whites in his highlights, which is something I've started doing a lot lately. Yep. And yeah, as always, absolutely love his color. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's I am so sad that nomads like my my nomads are so sad in comparison, right? Like, because I when I did my nomad uh, paint scheme definition like way all the way back in into these were like the like the third iteration of models that I ever painted, right? So I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't. Um, but it was just like, well, I took a very like engineering approach. Like, there's gonna be gray because the armor is worth more than you, and it's just like you know you gotta you gotta blend in with the spaceship. The spaceship's gray. And so, like, obviously, sad gray nomads when you can you could have had this like lovely, as you put it, tequila sunrise, right? But, yeah, you know, yeah, lovely, <laughs> lovely painterly quality, as uh, as your, would say. Your your nomads are more technically correct. Yes, right. Yeah, exactly. My my, and that's the best kind of correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic, as always, Eric. And then to complete the uh, the Yujing attack remotes, we've got uh, yeah. I feel like that's what this context was, right? Like, yeah. Yujing and Nomad attack remotes. Yep. Um, yeah. So Pete Tuchel's uh, UFA, um his Luduan. Okay, so the painted on Luduan on the side there, that's pretty damn good. Yep. I'll be honest, Pete. I didn't think you could do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's like one millimeter tall. Yeah. Great, great work, Pete. You did a really good job. That five like, is super crisp too. Yep, the five is really crisp. What I actually particularly like is the um, the armor on the front of kind of what its face-ish thing would be. Oh, like the big like um, white patch with the with the negative space triangle. Yeah, the white patch, the negative space triangle, and then the extra white outline of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't follow. Like, there's not a line engraved on there for him to follow. Right. It's just a it's just a very nicely well done um, marking on the front there. Mm-hmm. I want to call special attention to all the weathering choices too. Yep. Right, the little I guess this is the, probably the best view of it. The scratch, like right in the region we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of like the pitting on the 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 section immediately to the left of that, and then just like a little bit of like paint wearing off in random places where you would expect wear to happen. Um, yeah, it feels, feels dinged. Feels dinged. Feels like it's seen combat, right? Yeah. 
Uh, it, feels it hasn't necessarily been like shot up. It's just been like scraped against a wall as it's taking a corner. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Like this, this, it's been, it's been repaired. So there's not any like obvious battle damage, but the stuff that wasn't shot is just like left. Right. Yeah. Or like it just like bumped into a wooming a little too hard. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. The, the weathering that's on there is, I love that chipping he's doing on that yellow. Yeah. Really, really Uh, nice. And, and such an easy, easy uh, uh, recipe too, right? You, brown sure. and black will go right on top of the yellow, no problem. Yeah, it looks like he used a brown. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be the same brown he used in the deeper recesses too. Yeah, and like the just to get the the white that nice looking and not chalky, uh, yeah, is, is is very difficult. So well done. Yeah, fun fun choice in the basin. Use some skill modeling, um, razor wire, and then. Yep. That grid stuff on the ground is just drywall tape that he's been going through a spool of forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, Pete's, Pete's bases, I think I think uh, both Pete and Obi have, have really fun base recipes of like just like stuff that they are easy, easy to obtain, like drywall tape, or or just like a clever clever use for like leftover green stuff, of which Obi has a ton, right? So he's had, yeah. to, he's had to come up with a, a sort of... Um, pipeline to make use of it and not not waste it yep is that kind of star symbol on the luduan's leg the luduan symbol uh let's find out yes it is yeah it is of course okay well yeah he, he can let obi be the only one right. um yeah, there you go oh yeah there it is yeah really well done pete honestly probably one of the best models i think i've seen him do um, yeah i'd agree with that i love the just the very subtle green glow of the uh the lenses in the front mm-hmm. the the way the green is picked up by the white yeah he's he's had a bunch of really he's been on a good streak lately i don't know his blue wolf was really nice too was pretty you think got him was colorblind correction glasses <laughs> is that what happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> well right on wow that was uh, some incredible entries this time holy cow yep indeed people Stepping up there. Oh, Obi stole it from him. <laughs> yeah, the, the badging. Gotcha. That makes sense. All right. Well, so this is actually a pretty difficult, um, uh, a pretty difficult contest to judge. I think it really came down to opinion, right? Which is kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say unfair, but difficult to factor in, right? Sure effectively um and so you know we went back and forth a lot about um who should get first uh and and basically i think we just differed on some opinion pieces and so we we, we're going to just award a tie i think is basically the only way to to uh to to approach this (laughs) is that the first time ever i don't i don't know if that's first time ever having trouble recalling now we've been doing this for i think 16 16 times now so i don't have all the stuff loaded into memory anymore but without further ado um the the tie is going to be uh obi and uh coming out of heavy right or cspo as as he sometimes goes by um yeah excellent work i think really what the what it boiled down to was i mean obviously um impeccable freehand by both of them and at some point it's just like well if you're gonna do a crazy, uh, like Japanese-inspired freehand, it's gonna be more detailed, right? 
Yeah. Just yeah. Like, just by the nature of the thing you're trying to reproduce. Um, so is it is it really is it really fair to be like, oh gosh, like it, it's it's so much more intricate and involved. Um, but the execution, like to get to get this level of lettering on there. Um, oh, sure. Right, because this is not just like just letters. There's there's it's uh, it's like the word artifying of it. Yeah. Um, is is difficult. Um, right, and and just like writing in general is hard for some people, myself included. And so just like painting, it is is crazy. And then all the all the the base just really elevated this model as well. So, yeah, there are things I liked more about both of them, but couldn't couldn't like solidly be like, well, this one is clearly the better one than that one. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's quite safe to say that uh, a well deserved, um, you know, tie this time. You guys did a great job. Um, all right. So you know that doesn't mean that uh, we we don't we won't spin the wheel of names. We're gonna do that. Uh, Obn and uh, coming out of heavy are removed from the wheel, um, but we're gonna have to spin the wheel and see who the random random prize goes to. All right, looks like it's Flying Monkey Studios. So congratulations to them. I'll be in touch, and I'll send you uh, a model from Shiv Games. Yeah, thank you everyone for entering, and uh, yeah, congratulations to both of them for for making it impossible to uh, decide. Yeah, goodness gracious! If you, you couldn't you couldn't have made it harder if you tried. Right. <laughs> couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yep. All right, John. <laughs> So let's uh, let's talk about last year. Like so, last year we we you know, I think at the beginning of the year we did an episode where we talked about all the things we're going to get done, um, which I mostly promptly forgot about. Um, so how did you, how did you do? How was your twenty twenty three hobby resolutions reading you? All right, so uh, I mean we we pulled up the old show notes from last year, so we'll just go through them, right? So my last year plans was work on Jovian Wars, specifically talk about weapon differentiation. Uh, tweaking some of the main, main mechanics, um, and you know, I definitely def I I feel like uh, Eric, Tony, and I when you know, um, they were uh, uh, you know, all, all all working together and stuff. That was uh, definitely a a huge amount of work that we put in to get everything split apart, and so that was that was really really a lot of um, a lot of work put in by uh, the two of them. Um, and then uh, the things that I failed at was, well, Elise was supposed to work on with me on uh, an espionage system and sort of like, what is the right, what is the right word here? Um, characters, I guess, right? Sort of like, um, like the characters you can get in X-Wing where you can get like better shooting or something like that. Um, anyway, and I was also supposed to paint my models, which I totally failed at. Sure. So, so I feel like I did some 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 work on the rule system, which is what needs the most work. Uh, and you know, when I'm testing, I don't care what the models look like. They, they, you know, at the end of the day, they could literally just be sheets of paper. And in fact, they will have to be for some of the new models we're testing. Um, so that was less important than getting the rules right. Um, and the espionage system, I didn't think was clicking well for Elise and I. Um, so we'll need to do a little bit more work on that coming into the this next year. Um, on the infinity side, I did paint my models. I, I painted a fair amount. Um, could have painted more probably, but I'm pretty happy with it. And one of the big things that I was struggling with at the beginning of last year was sort of um, getting back to a place of like healthy enjoyment of the game. Um, kind of a wash, I think. 
Uh, I went through, a, you know, a very competitive phase this last year. Um, and, you know, I, you know, at one point I was playing two games, multiple games simultaneously. Um, and that <laughs> was that was really good to improve the competitive edge. Um, very bad for my hobby time because <laughs> I had to write double the, like one game night would generate sometimes like four battle reports I had to write. And so that was, that was less good. Um, but this year I think I'm going to take a very relaxed uh, attitude towards Affinity uh, gaming wise okay. and, and just sort of, you know, have a good time. So we'll see how that goes. Um, nailed Bushido, uh, build the models. You, you did all that. So thank you. <laughs> Helping me good with my yeah, good, good job was self five. Um, we played some heavy gear, which was great. Uh, and then the wishes for the new year was uh, playing the unit nine game, which we did not do, but that's okay. Yeah, we didn't even attempt. We didn't even make an attempt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see here. Last year, uh, paint my damn models. I painted some JSA. That that counts. Um, Play more often did not uh, did not happen. Right. Um, yeah. No. It's been it's been. I think twenty twenty three was a was a pretty rough year for us, the two of us at least. Sure. Trying to slot in games. Um, and then, but I did succeed at not starting a new army. Didn't 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 do Kregador, Didn't do Hassan Um I stuck with my NA two and Ariadna mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year for the games I played. And uh, I think I, I toggled in some QK every now and then. Yeah. Um, but stuck to what I had. So yay me. Yeah, uh, that's that was a big accomplishment for you, especially right. Like you're definitely <laughs> known for having hobby ADD. So. Well, let's not let's not Good pretend job. that happened. Let's not pretend that I didn't suffer from hobby ADD. Well, I just yeah, didn't. I'm I'm giving you credit. Just take the compliment. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, <clears throat> played some heavy gear. Partial yep. success. I'll take that. Uh, but what I will say is actually kind of a large success is that um, started spinning up a heavy gear group at Shiv. Yeah, that's very exciting. So there's there. a dozen or so people there uh, interested in playing heavy gear, or have start actually I think a dozen or so that have bought into heavy gear, right? Uh, and started so excited to play some more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, wishes Netrunner success. I wouldn't call playing my Netrunner was a success. We played. I think we played once. Yeah, that's 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 a big accomplishment. I think. Um, So first of all, we had to get all the cards. We had to build the decks. We had to like coordinate three people's time to show up on a like I think it was like a weeknight. Yeah, it was. That was a hard one. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you know, important. Yeah, sure. We we did successfully do it do it a time. Um, Horus Heresy. I did not play it, but I did get most of my army built. There you go. So partial success. Uh, Bushido, not only did I try it and gave it a second whirl, but I freaking love Bushido. Mm-hmm. It is such a fun damn game. Um, I have three factions for it. I even fully painted uh, the uh, the Kinshi Temple yep. for it. So, that's a success. Mm-hmm. Um, totally failed at Necromunda. I blame Obi for not moving up here for that. Yep. I think yep. the only way that's going to happen. Um, yes, there's definitely no excuses now. I just, you know, I don't think as much as I love Necromunda and I love Mordheim, I just think like, frankly, I'm not at a time in my life where I can play a campaign-based game. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, let's get <laughs> let's get together 
once a year <laughs> right this campaign game and like necromunda like it's they've made it such a rad setting mm-hmm. the models for it are super damn cool um you can play one off but it's 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 such an easy game to break that like one off gaming for it is not what i want to do mm-hmm. um so totally feel that that one i did play and paint some moonstone yeah, you had a really good time with that. I think you taught yeah. it, you taught Amy over at Glimpses to play, and then you've been yep. playing with Jeff and the guys down at Chiv. And a few games down there. Definitely successful. They have a monthly. They have a monthly game now. Mm-hmm. It's down there, so yeah. I'll count that as, as a success. Indeed. Yeah. So overall, overall, not bad. I you know I wish I would have got more of my U.S. Army on the painted. Sure. I just need just the damn army, um, but. But I made I did a paint scheme for them that's extremely unenjoyable to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Um, oh yeah. And the the other one I, we already mentioned that absolutely failing to get you to uh, play Dungeon Bowl with me. I mean it's not it's not that I don't it's not that I don't want to, it's just that every time we get together to play something that isn't infinity, it's usually for the show. Right. Sure. And so we have a lot of priority interrupts on like, you know, well, we got to try, you know, Grave Trigger or something like that. Right. So uh, which is it's always a who to do that. Uh, but it does mean that the stuff that we're like, oh, yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, definitely. gets that's pushed to the sideline sometimes. So there's yeah. That. All right. So, John, what are you doing this year? All right. <clears throat> so this is a commitment to outcomes. This is not committing to attempt. This is something that I actually intend to do. <laughs> I'd like to actually um, make some pretty significant changes to Jovian Wars. Um, there's a lot of things that I've been sort of considering how to differentiate. Because like, there's a bunch of... I, I feel like a space naval game is a pretty saturated space, right? You know, okay. no pun intended. Um, and I kind of yeah. want to differentiate Jovian Wars. Um, one of the big things about it is that I think it's very attractive is that um, the squadrons of fighters and, and exos, aka, you know, Mecha... Or Gundam, right? Um, yeah. Are are on peer on a peer level with like a capital ship in terms of impact to the game, mechanics dedicated to them, detail of the unit cards, and so on. And I figure like just lean even harder into that. Um, and one of the big things that I'm sort of I sort of have a, had an epiphany about was um, I was really struggling with how to make because okay, we'll take a step back, right? Uh, miniature games in general require terrain. Right, to make them interesting. Sure. Otherwise, it just turns into a gun line and then sort of an activation economy game, which is a game, right? It's a valid way to play something, um, but at least what I'm looking for in a game is uh, more tactical choice than afforded just by just that. And so terrain has to get factored in. And so I was shoehorning in a lot of stuff, like, oh, maybe we can have, you know, debris fields or like a comet or whatever, right? Or an asteroid or something like that. And then maybe they'll give you some stealth because you're hiding behind the asteroid. But it always felt kind of bolted on. Sure. Right. Um, and so one of the things that I really want to do moving into um, this sort of new phase of Jovian Wars is to take a look specifically at how to make capital ships terrain, right? And so this, this differentiates the game in the sense that um, uh, other games don't treat it like that. Capital ships are units. That's your unit that you're moving around. And then uh, mm-hmm. squadrons are tokens, right? Um, mm. But in this case, capital ships are terrain, and terrain evolves as the game plays. Almost like fort, like like slowly moving fortifications. Yeah, right. 
Okay, interesting. Yeah. So I, I just had this 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 vision. Um, a lot of times, I like to think about uh, games in context of movies. Sure. Like what movie I wanted to feel like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you were saying originally it felt like a bat like a battleship movie, mm-hmm. right? The battleships are slugging it out at each other at range, and then like one of them blows up, and yay! Um, right. Actually, I kind of feel like more like Midway. Remember when we went and saw that one in yep. 2019, like one million years ago, where <laughs> it's it's a uh, <laughs> you know before kids for you, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but that's a movie that is a it's a it's a it's a naval movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's about fleets fighting in in the Pacific. At mid, literally at midway, right? Yep. <laughs> and but it's told through the story of the pilots, right? And so you could have like like you're talking about you've got the the carriers, right, and the, the terrain uh, in the background, mm-hmm. but like your attention is is these squadrons of fighters that are out there trying to like make the difference in the battle. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I think I think one of the one of the things that we talked about last. Um, episode with uh, Clinton Alex was how you know one of the mistakes that I made designing Joving Wars from the beginning was I tried you know I'm an engineer everything turns into a simulation um, all the early versions of the rules that I wrote very very simulation like uh, and I, I knew that and I was still I was trying to like tone that down but I still I still you know, I still suffered from that um, and now I'm I'm trying to push really hard in the other in the other direction because at its core <coughs> Joving Wars has its roots in Jovian Chronicles, which is an RPG. And so, you know, you want your RPG character, the main character, the protagonist, to be, you know, flying a fighter or piloting a mecha, doing cool shit, right? And that will and sure. that that's sort of where I want the war game to end up. Um I feel like that's that's gonna be more fun. So there's a lot of stuff to do. Uh the, the this sort of change to the way capital ships behave means we have to rework the action economy. Um I'm going to <coughs> take another look at the dice system. Um, I feel like a lot of the problems that I was facing when I was first designing stuff and balancing things was the dice system is interesting. Uh, it's one of the few things that I'm not allowed to change. Um, and it does, it does hamper the design space in an interesting way. Um, and I was spending a lot of time sort of like wrapping my head around it and, and really, um, sort of coming to grips with it. Uh, and I think I've, I, I had some good ideas I need to continue to refine and streamline. Uh, it's getting close, but I definitely need to retune it. And the other things that I need to do is just completely redo a lot of the squadron stuff um, because I took a lot of inspiration from other games that I was playing at the time, like Mushido. Um, and I think the ideas are good. It's just that they're not, they're too clunky. Uh, there's too much decision space. Sure. Um, and, and you just need to simplify and just like, you know, you know, as we talked about in the game design episode, just like throw out a bunch of the design stuff and make sure that it uh, makes sense and is, is fun. Right, because because if it's if it's if you have to spend like five minutes sorting through a dogfight, um, that should be its own game, right? And it's not a. I was just thinking, like, I wonder if you could almost almost flip the idea on its head, where um, in games like Battlefleet Gothic and yeah. Drop Zone or Drop Fleet, uh-huh. where um, the the combat that happens between the small things. Like squadrons or the battles on the ground in uh, in oh, drop fleet, yeah, right. Where it's like, okay, well, like I have this many tokens that each one that rolls a five up takes off one of your tokens, and just like, 
you know, like super sure plain like that, right? What if you flip that on its head and you did a very simplified means of combat between the capital ships sure. as they're slowly battering each other down? Yeah. And then you, so like you resolve the battleship phase or whatever in like in, in, a, in five minutes and then you get to spend the rest of the time maneuvering the squadrons. <coughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I was sort of pushing that direction in terms of like making battleships more survivable because that was one of the things that we had when we first started playtesting Jovian Wars, like with the base rules that I was presented with at the very beginning, we were like, battleships, like, you know, capital ships don't die. And like that feels yeah. bad um, because that was sort of like what was the big thing, right? But now um, I'm going to have to like, I, I don't want to like pull the pull the teeth out of the weapons and stuff, right? Make them, you know, defang them and make them feel kind of pillow fisted. Um, sure. Yeah, so like you know, Boris is saying that uh, bombardments from the battleships can be terrain sort of things. That, that's already in the game, sort of. Um, and so there's 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 more things that could be that could be part of that. One of the things that I'm going to implement and is already in the rules, I think, for the most recent iteration, at least in the dev the dev branch, is uh, is that the point defense for the battleships creates a uh, like a like a you know a circular template effectively. You, know, you measure from the the battleship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like a don't go here zone. Right, so if you go sure. in there, you start taking hits, um, and you like roll evasion to get away from it and stuff like that. So that that's interesting. We can take a look at that. But yeah, I, I, that's sort of the direction that I want to push things in. Um, but I still like it's kind of an awkward thing because you still want like the mega spinal laser to like yeah wreck sure something like go frame right? another ship off the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's definitely there's definitely stuff like that. So that that would be it's going to be a lot of balancing to do. But I, I I'm excited about it again. And uh, I think a lot, a lot of the issues were having twins is hard. <laughs> and, and so that definitely put a damper on things. And sort of like the, the well, my relationship with the gaming space is like, I just want to play a game and not think. And Infinity, I've, I'm so comfortable with the rules now that I don't really need to, I'm no longer fighting the rules to express myself in the game. And so I can just express sure. myself and have a good time. Uh, but Jovian Wars is definitely like, okay, I need to really be hypercritical about this. Um, and yeah. at the time, you know, kids weren't sleeping through the night, so I was like super sleep deprived. I just didn't have the mental bandwidth for it. Now they're starting to sleep through the night. I'm not, which is a different problem, but eventually I'll solve that problem and I'll be able to get back to this in a meaningful way. Um, but yeah, as far as Infinity is concerned, um, I'm going to, 2024 is going to be the year of vanilla. So even if I play a sectorial, duos only. That's the rule. Okay. There right? you go. Pretty, pretty simple. If I if I have to take a like, like do by duos only I mean like I'm only gonna put two things in a link so if I if there's like a if there's a Harris right or a core sure, that sure. has two things in it like that's still fine right but I'm never gonna have more than two members in a link is my is my plan um, and I've I've been really enjoying the list building prompt it's created some very interesting JSA lists that I'm excited to try um, but that's sort of the thing and you know just have a sort of a chill relationship with Infinity this year. Uh, don't overthink it. Don't get super competitive. You know, thinking about going to Adepticon, don't necessarily want to like buckle down and do the 300 point ITS. Uh, but you know, maybe maybe the team tournament or the or something like that would be fun. And then for for just funs funsies, uh, take a look at Bushido again and uh, just keep playing Bushido at heavy gear. That'll be a good time. Um, and of course, uh, my my commitment to you here in front of the universe and everybody is uh, any any game you want to play. And put the models in front of me for I will I will happily do that. 
That's my commitment any, to you for the year. Any any game that I have two armies for. I mean, I usually do armies and twos, so yep. I understand. Yep. I mean, all right. So my goals for the oh, sorry. What are your wishes? What are what are the uh, or should we just do the let's do the plans first? And we'll do our wishes. Yeah, at the yeah end. sounds great. Um, okay, so my goal: I want to play more Infinity. It's yep. been really hard for me to get a games in regularly. Um, I would like to do that. Like two games a month would be really cool. At this stage, like a consistent two games a month at least. Um, and same kind of thing. It's just a really, it's it's a very fun game. It's the game we ostensibly like the most. Um, and then, so for me, I I'm gonna play Old World, mm. like straight up. I don't care. I want to. I Warhammer Fantasy Eighth Edition was like my favorite game, um, by a long shot. I only stopped playing because they blew up the, the the setting and made a totally different game out of it that I don't enjoy. Um, totally fine if people do like Age of Sigmar. It's not my not my bag. Um, but I'm absolutely all in on Old World. Uh, Jeff has the... I've ordered the Bretonians through Jeff. I can't wait to get them. Um, I'll probably do Wood Elves or Orcs. It's my second army. I haven't decided. Depends on how, they, how all the mechanics and everything look. But everything about it seems like the proper spiritual successor to 8th edition. Um, they've done a lot of cool quality of life things that I think are absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to Old World. I'm doing it. Um, yeah, that was it was just such my jam. So I'd also like to finish building my horse heresy. <laughs> like, I know, right? Um, but at this point, I have uh actually obi the old knights are the current knights um so like at this point i have built everything for horus heresy except for like my last 40 space brains last so 40 yeah so I, i'm i don't unfortunately i've got like a, a self-contained plan with my horus heresy list that i don't really i'm not gonna make it bigger um it's like a self-contained six thousand points it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> sure right well, i've just built everything except for these last 40 damn space marines and they're just so annoying to build um because space marines aren't like they used to be mm. it used to be you could like put a bunch of legs on bases build a bunch of torsos put all the torsos on bases put all the backpacks on them yeah, just assembly line the shit out of it yeah but now every set of arms matches up to a body matches up to a leg and so it's a lot more work of building them basically building them one at a time um and it's less fun so i i want to just get them finished so that i can play some uh horror heresy down a shiv um and then uh for funsies obviously play more bushido yep i really like bushido i love uh i really like ito clan now that i've kind of gotten to them which is the uh the snake dudes mm -hmm. but yeah, I want to play more Bushido, play up, play a bit more heavy gear. And then I actually want to get um, my own game in a playable state. So kind of in the background, I've been working on a document for a arena. It's a Battle of the Bands arena combat game. Um, the, the, the general gist of it is uh, if you've seen the Rick and Morty episode of like, show me what you got. Like, that's what I want. Like bands from different dimensions. Uh, and time all brought together into an arena to battle it out uh, in a literal battle for the bands, 
or Battle of the Bands. Um, so I have a pretty good skeleton of the game along with some, I think, pretty, pretty fun mechanics. Uh, but it's a matter of like fleshing out the rules to get it playable and then I can start iterating on the uh, on the different bands um, and how they work within the game. So I would like to get that at least it doesn't have to be done or even fun, but like mechanically uh, complete or playable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the right that is. It's basically the, the deliverable, right? Put my people manager hat on for a moment. Is, uh, is put it in front of me and we play one game. Yeah, I'd like to have no compiling errors. Yep. <laughs> in my game. Um, it all works. Yeah. So those are my commitments to outcomes, not attempts. Yep. These these will happen. Yep. John, what do you wish you're gonna do next year? Well, I, I really want to try the Union 9 game. Uh the models are fucking cool. And I've been using a lot of them in my infinity stuff already. Um, the models are so cool. Yeah, the models are really cool. I want to just try it. Uh, Frank says good things about it. Uh, I, you know, they seem to find somebody to 3D print them and put them on the table. Um, and if, if I end up hating the game, it's fine because I just use them in my Infinity Armies and nobody, and it'll be great. Um, so that's the thing. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is we're, we're doing some, some game testing uh, for a bunch of different people. Uh, I'm excited to do that. Yeah. One, one of the things we, we can talk about is. Uh, one of the goals that we should probably add is um, oh, yeah. is is actually finishing HTBTS quality assurance testing, right? Just actually going through yep. and tuning all the stuff that we didn't, because there's like 25 missions, right? And so we need to make sure yeah. they all make sense and are playable. You know, maybe they're not 100% balanced because we haven't like hammered out 10 games of each. That's 250 games, right? Um, right, right. So, so you know, we, we sort of have to rely on the community to help with that. Uh, but at least we can we can guarantee that Somebody's played the mission. It makes sense, right? At least on the surface, it's kind of balanced. Right? So that's something that I think we'd like to tackle this year. Um, and then, of course, again, my commitment. I will I'll happily play whatever we have time to sit down and play. I'll, like, I'll probably try to get you to play some um, uh, Turn of 28. Sure. At some point, I'm very much looking forward to Turn of 28, uh, which is a... It is a post-apocalyptic Napoleonic turnip game. Um, the, the they refer to it as the squelchy war game. So, <laughs> like like everything is sticky and covered in mud. Um, the the super short premise of it is like again post-apocalyptic World War One, but the apocalypse was um, this like weird strain of semi-alive turnip has. Uh, become hyper invasive and basically crowded out all vegetation on Earth. Mm. It is all people get to live on. Uh, it is all that is alive on the Earth. Um, so these like war bands of former nations of Napoleonic era wander around the turnip wastes, slowly mutating into turnip people because all they're eating are these weird infest turnip infested right. mud. Um, it's amazing. The last Everything of about it is fantastic. Exactly. Huh? The last of turnips, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, and like they they've done a lot of really just funny things with the um with the language of the game to make mm. you to make everything just feel as pathetic and downtrodden as possible. Uh, so, for instance, you you like the stat that you're rolling to see if you hit with a gun, right? Like 
most what a lot of games refer to that as like your ballistic skill, mm-hmm. like your your range skill, your accuracy. Uh, in that game, it's just referred to as your your inaccuracy. Right. Right. Like you don't have courage, you have cowardice as a stat. Like everything is just worded in the in the negative. Um, and your your warband is invariably led by like some incompetent former noble uh, leading a bunch of bastards in chaff. Uh, those are unit names uh, to <laughs> to their ultimate trinity demise. Nice. Well, yeah, let's try it. Let's put it on the table. We're gonna play it. Excellent. <laughs> um, and then yeah. So uh, my wish is I. So my wish after building my 30k is actually playing a game of Horus Heresy. That'll be cool. Um, I'd like to play some more indie games, including Turn of 28. Um, I'm also looking forward to Trench Crusade. Mm. I don't know if that's coming out next year, but that's by Thomas Pernan. Um, and it's a World War I post-apocalyptic game um, where it is like, it's like more Warhammer than Warhammer. Mm. Um, it is, it is, uh demons have been summoned at some point in time in the past and now you're fighting world war one in trenches against demons with like your holy anointed howitzer shells right uh, <laughs> howitzer shell full of holy water yeah yeah no, there, there's a great uh a picture of of... is just a big a big fire truck yep um there's a great one of their pieces of artwork is a fantastic it's like a howitzer shell inside of a shrine and the shell's been like um scrimshawed into like a saint it's all full of like catholic imagery right right, uh, right 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 and it's just like in a trench uh and then there's like impossibly large tanks behind it mm-hmm. uh, it, it looks freaking rad and yeah like I said, it's, it's being worked on by um by a bunch of people but specifically uh thomas Pernan, who is the one of the creators of mordheim um as well as john blanche oh okay so, the you know mr grimdark himself yep yep. um so it's it has the it has the right names behind it where i feel like it could be a really rad uh and successful game so yeah looking forward to that stuff yeah. but uh I'll, and then i yeah i'll add one more thing for myself it'd be nice to actually spend some time at shiv <laughs> i know right we gotta get you down there yeah so that i'm not hauling all your stuff back and forth um and then uh, finally, I'd like to play a little bit more Moonstone. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like playing Moonstone. It's r- just a really damn fun game. So it's like it's a it's like a bummer when I like oh I want to play this game more. It is it's like just a genuinely fun experience. Even if you're losing, like even if you're losing, the nonsense that happens in the game is so fun that it's like worth it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the same draw for Bushido for me. You're just like, I don't care what happens yeah. as long as I get to grunt you. <laughs> this is so crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is yeah, legal. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like the the whole like poker game mechanic of Moonstone mm-hmm. is that it's it's always fun to be engaging in the game. Yeah, this is a green three. Uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you mean you have a green three in your hand? Are you cheating? <laughs> yeah. No, such a fun game. Um, but yeah, I think that sums up my wishes. Hopefully all, all my wishes will come true. Yep. Yeah, in between all of the normal life of having two young children, 
Yep. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely see why you're uh, not chasing the ITS uh, <laughs> dragon this <Yeah>. year. <laughs> they are. They are. Uh, they're getting a lot more active. <laughs> Just like running around, grabbing things they shouldn't, climbing on things they shouldn't. Well, it's kind of funny. I don't know. If, I don't know if you noticed. Like at one point in time, Lauren was like, "How does he still go into all these tournaments?" It's like his kids can't move yet. Yeah. <laughs> and now that your kids can move. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so bad. <laughs> I've I've done I've done so much like like it's no longer baby proofing. It's like armoring, right? <laughs> it's like a it's like a different consideration. It's like, oh, that's not going to cut it anymore. Car cardboard is no longer an acceptable construction material. I have to go get MDF and screws now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, that's very true. Yeah, um, it's kids are kids are a lot of work, man. Yep. Well, we'll uh, we'll get some more casual games in for sure. Yeah, but. All right. Well, we've Holy got cow. we've got a little bit of uh, more stuff to give away. Oh right? yeah. So um, last quarter was the reinforcements prompt for Roman Academy, um, and so Jordan and Peter both wrote in. I did some fun little uh, uh, generative AI pictures for them. So you know, made a Montessa Knight and a, a, a Chimera, right? So that was fun. If you're interested in their opinions on it, uh, Peter actually wrote in with a whopping eleven games right and so you can check all that out um and then jordan has a really fun game with uh with um akon that's a good time but without further ado let's go ahead and see who gets the blister all right looks like it's going to be jordan congratulations to jordan hey Cool battle reports as always. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. Well, uh, let's see here. I think that wraps up the episode. Mm -hmm. Well, you've wasted another perfectly good evening listening to Late Night War Games. Take it away, John. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on our Discord. You can go to latenightwargames.com for the invite. Um, if you want to write us via email, you can do so at mailbag at latenightwargames.com. Um, and then, of course... You want to play Infinity, BromedAcademy.com. If you want to play Heavy Gear, LumberingsRocket.com. If you're just in Jovian Wars, JovianWars.blog. Uh, the, the actual company owns the, the domain name, so I chose the least ridiculous one. Um, although I think it's probably the most ridiculous possible one. Um, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> right? So we're here every uh, first and third Tuesday of the month, unless something happens like Thanksgiving, right? We'll, we'll shift things around. Um, and it's, a, it's an awkward time for everybody, including us. So we will we will upload the video on demand to YouTube the following day, and then of course the audio version um, to all your favorite podcasting apps. If you like what we do, you want to support us, you can do so by becoming a late night war gamer on Patreon or by subbing on Twitch. Um, and then of course, thanks to our sponsors, um, DreamPod Night Shift Games, Corpus Belly Board, and Brew Brutal Cities, and of course all of our existing patrons and subscribers. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes uh, and follow us on Twitch and YouTube. All of this helps us bring you the best content that we possibly can. All right, everybody. Happy New Year. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next show.
want to play games with me. And I like to do everyone. That's what I like to do. That's what I like to do. That's what I really like to do. That's what I really like to do.